you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Madjuke, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty so you never miss an episode. You don't want to miss an episode. Not now. Not while we have all of this week one blazing action. Mm. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us those five-star reviews. Marcus, welcome to week one. Actually, well, uh, we're saying like adios to week one, baby. Yeah, we got one game left. It was a, a really, really fun week one, and I'm excited to get into all of the overreaction and all of the news. Uh, so, Kate, we, we, we're going to talk about some winners and losers on today's show. But before we do that, we got to do the most depressing thing. We got to do some injury news, right? Uh, the, the first one really, really bumps me out. It's Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos. I'm not sure how much of that game you got to see, but he was absolutely toasting the New York Giants cornerbacks. He was at six for 72, right about halftime. Uh, it just was absolutely phenomenal, but he suffered a pretty gruesome looking injury. It's actually only a high ankle sprain, which is going to knock him out six to eight weeks. It looked way, way worse. Um, but how devastating is this for Jerry Judy and the rest of the Broncos offense? Oh, it's definitely devastating. And I think like there were a lot of takeaways from that game. I think just for all of the shock and awe that we saw, you know, coming out of when we saw Teddy Bridgewater being named the starter, Teddy Bridgewater looked fantastic. Um, The entire like everything moved a lot smoother Mm -hmm. than I really thought it was going to look um, immediately out of the gate. Now, I mean, it's it's definitely devastating. And just based on the look of the injury, you have to assume because um, I thought that was going to be like a clear, clear broken ankle. I thought it was a DAC injury, to be honest. I thought it was the exact DAC. I did, too. Last year. And I, I'm like, thank God that he did not suffer a season ending injury. But just based on the uh, the mechanics of everything, you would think that he might be in for a longer recovery than not. Now, rapid reaction, who who stands to gain the most? Because we did see uh, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, once he was out, there were just plenty of mix and match kind of situations. Um, who's the biggest beneficiary? We saw KJ Hamler have a couple of flashes. Hmm. Tim Patrick, Albert O came down with a touchdown. Um, it started off right where he left off last season. Uh, Cortland Sutton had a slow day, though. Uh, one yeah. catch for 14 yards didn't do much in his return from the torn ACL. What are you thinking? I, it's for me, it's probably Noah Fant. It's the guy that had the most targets on this team. It's pretty clear Teddy Bridgewater trusts him. I think it's probably going to be a lot of Fant in the middle, deep shots to Hamler, and then Sutton, you know, operating as that X receiver. Uh, just really quickly back to Judy. I, I just, it's awful for him because the way that he wins is by quickness and route running. Kate, I won't be shocked if he's just not the same the rest of this year, or we don't really see him kind of get back to that same level until late in December. So I I don't want to say his fantasy season is over because that's not necessarily true. If he comes back in six or seven weeks, uh, I think he could be fine, but it's, it's certainly depressing. Um, We've got some, he's a guy that I'm buying on the dip, by the way. Uh, I would agree. Yes. 
Yes, because what we saw in the first half, he looked really, really good. Uh, let's get to some other injury news. Raheem Mostart uh, started the game. No Trey Sermon, who we'll get to in a second. Uh, two carries for 20 yards to open this game. And then, of course, leaves with a knee injury. I don't know how serious the knee injury is, Kate, but is this, we're, are we just getting to the point where we're never going to be able to trust Raheem Mostart? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I don't think there's any conceivable way that we can, we can really buy in to Raheem Mostert. Uh, let me give you this. So in a dynasty league that I am contending in, um, I went ahead and uh, right ahead of week one, I sent an offer. I was the Raheem Mostert manager. Um, I sent Raheem Mostert in a third for Jared Cook, I was slim at tight end. Okay. Um, Jared Cook and Diami Brown. Uh, so I got some some youth back, uh, a, a player that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, excited about in general. We talked about him last week. Um, but I, any thoughts on that trade? I like I, it. Yeah, it's I, at this point. Listen, I'm about as big as Raheem Mostert fan as there is. You just can't rely on him, even in games he's healthy, like he was on Sunday going into that game perfectly healthy. He leaves after just a couple plays. So it's pretty clear the 49ers have some guys they like between Elijah Mitchell and Jim Michael Hasty. And obviously they traded up for Trey Sermon. I just if you I mean, I don't think you can trade him now. The value is just at an all time low. But yeah, it's it's frustrating, Kate, because I do think he is very, very talented. Um, one more injury that I, we, we should talk about Odell Beckham. Uh, he did not get injured in week one because he didn't play in week one. It seems like the Browns are going to be overly cautious here as he comes back from the torn ACL. Uh, I know Kevin Stefanski said that he could play in week two, um, but with the, the Browns having a pretty easy schedule over the next couple of weeks, I just wonder if they're going to, to kind of take this really slow, make sure he's healthy by the time they get to October and November. Um, are you downgrading Odell Beckham at all in your ranks or in your rankings because of this knee injury? Uh, in my season long rankings. Yes. I mean, it, it, for me, it comes down to look at what the Browns were able to accomplish against the, you know, one of the most high powered offenses in football. They were able to play catch up. Uh, they, they actually held the game in their control until uh, you know, that that 75 yard Tyree kill touchdown broke things back open for the Chiefs. Now, the the issue, it, it just comes down to, you know, the fact that this is a, a run first offense. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt combined for 21 carries. But gosh, they they, they combined for three touchdowns, mm. um, you know, just just over, uh, you know, right around 120 rushing yards like they did. Fantastic things together. They did not need to mix in a lot of the passing game. Not a single receiver had over five targets. Um, let's. I think like one of the biggest winners out of this. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but David and Joku looked fantastic. Yeah. Saw five targets, seventy six receiving yards. Um, looked looked really comfortable. If they do take their time with Odell Beckham and and really ease him back in. I mean, David Njoku's in a contract season. He could be going to a brand new situation. Imagine, this is my bold prediction. Imagine David Njoku heading over to uh, Los Angeles to play with the Chargers to take over that role once once, once Jared Cook gets a little too wash. I think 
that could be a resurgence in Dynasty value for David and Joku, and you could buy him for all but free. Yeah, give me that's a that's a great idea. I do think Njoku is going to go somewhere like that to a team that needs this athletic move tight end. So buying David Njoku now is probably the smart move. Um, all right, let's take one quick break so I can tell you guys about Run Your Pool. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin Pools, Confidence Pools, and so much more. Run Your Pool hosts formats of NFL and college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Run your pool is there. Help your friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts on September 9th, week one. We just had a great start to the season. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on. All right, Kate, let's talk about some winners from week one. We've got quite a few. Uh, Can we start with Jamar Chase? Because I think that's yes. the best one, right? Uh, <laughs> we got some articles what late in the week about how he couldn't see the ball and how he was struggling to catch it because it's a little bit bigger and there's no white lines. And people were wondering. Fair, well, go ahead. To be go fair, ahead. Jamar Chase did come back out and he he roasted everybody on Twitter. Yeah, he said, I, of course he That did. is not what I said. He's like, you guys asked me a totally different question. <laughs> so he came what, out. Yeah, so here's what Jamar Chase did. Five for 101 and a touchdown, Kate. Like no big yard bomb. Uh, I don't think he had any trouble seeing that bomb down the field. Holy smokes. Um, I I think Jamar Chase just answered a lot of questions that, that anybody had. I, maybe he had a little bit of the yips. Um, but I think maybe, maybe this little ping from Michael Florio in his, in his side there, this little jab about seeing the ball uh, has awoken him. Jamar Chase is uh, a, a fantastic receiver. He is the prospect that we all knew. Um, and I hope you guys bought low yes, because I, this, this team is going to be, um, a, I think this team is going to be a, a very interesting one to watch. Though I will say they did run the ball significantly more than mm-hmm. I thought they would. Um, I, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways for the Bengals for the day. 29 rushing attempts for Joe Mixon. Wow. Yeah, uh, over 150 yards in the touchdown for washed up Joe Mixon, according to Kate. Now that's not show. You you just hate <laughs> Joe Mixon a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jamar Chase led the Bengals in targets. Not surprising at all. I love T. Higgins. I'm a huge T. Higgins fan, but I think it's pretty clear that Jamar Chase is going to lead this team in targets. Uh, all right, let's get to some other winners. Um, Kate, what about Devontae Smith? I know you're somebody who. Has been buying Devonte Smith all offseason. You've been trying to tell people how good Devonte Smith is. All he did in his first NFL game, he led the Eagles in targets, six receptions for seventy-one yards and a touchdown. I thought he looked really good. What are your thoughts on Devonte Smith? Oh, he looked he looked fantastic. And the one thing that I couldn't stop thinking just throughout that entire game was it, he doesn't look like size is an issue, and that's been the biggest question about Devonta Smith: is his size going to be an issue? 
uh, no, um, because he's very talented. He can separate. Uh, he's just got a, a very proficient NFL uh, receiving skills, period. Not worried about him at all. So no. we're ranking him as a wide receiver, two in Dynasty. Is that fair? As a wide receiver, like the wide receiver? No, no, or a, 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 a oh, wide receiver. Oh, like yes, yes, yes. Late teens, <laughs> early 20s. Does that make sense in the Dynasty ranking? Ooh. Yes, you made me okay. nervous there, Marcus. Okay, well, I no, we're, we're not. We're not crazy. that excited. We're not. We're not Oof. trying to be overreactionary this year, right? We're trying to be a little bit more level-headed. So, uh, yeah, lo- I, I think a mid-range wide receiver too. All right, let's get to some other guys that I think were big winners. How about Kate Debo Samuel? Um, last year, Debo had a, a bit of a rough year just after coming off a fantastic rookie season. Uh, this year, Debo Samuel in Week One. 12 targets uh, that nobody else had more than five for the 49ers, uh, nine receptions for 189 yards and a touchdown, including a 79 yard bomb. Is Debo Samuel back? I think he is. And I think just looking so um, credit to NFL Network's Michael Florio, who reported it first. There's a big discrepancy in snap counts for Brandon Ayuk versus Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel played 84% of yeah. offensive snaps. Ayuk just played 47% of offensive snaps. There's been plenty of questions. Like there was a, a note, I think Kyle Shanahan said after the game uh, that that Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, suffering a mild hamstring tightness a couple weeks ago may have led them to ease them in. But there are... There are plenty of questions. Cam Inman tweeted out, you know, let's look at Trent Sherfield, uh, who's been just lighting up camp. We saw all preseason long that he seemed to be this guy for Trey Lance. And it, lo and behold, Trey Lance enters the game for his first pass attempt uh, in a regular season NFL game. And sure enough, it is a touchdown directly to Trent Sherfield. Maybe we need to be looking at Trent Sherfield as, uh, you know, a, a buy low because we know this team can't, in general, stay healthy. Um, but I'm I'm just I'm very intrigued. I don't think this is the end of Brandon Ayuk. I'm still buying Brandon Ayuk. We saw him absolutely dominate when he had the target share to himself. But while there are other assets in the game, I do think Samuel looks to be the guy for now. Um, and. I actually don't know if you remember this, Marcus, but in one of the panels at this year's Midwest Fantasy <laughs> Football Expo, we had Bob Lung come out, who actually was um, the the driver. I can't. Who was he driving? Um, I don't remember. I, don't I, I think remember. it was the 49ers GM uh, who came out and said, like, yeah, 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 Aukes great, Aukes great, but like Debo Samuel, man. Uh, and he, he like, this was all conversation before they realized that Bob Lung was a fantasy football aficionado, but, uh, the 49ers have been noting Debo Samuel's performance all off season. So I think we do have to take note on that, but I will buy the dip for Brandon Ayuk. He's still first round prospect. One of the best route runners in uh, the 2020 receiving class. I think, um, I think that's cool. Another note, I just grabbed Trent Sherfield off of waivers uh, over the weekend on one of my dynasty leagues. So just check for Trent Sherfield because I do think if there are some injuries within this offense, he could be one of these guys to buy. Um, did have 
you know, like I said, the the lone touchdown from Trey Lance yesterday could be an interesting interesting buy if he gets the opportunity to play. I, I think I agree with all that. I'm still a Brandon Ayuk believer. I do want to say this, Kate. Debo Samuel, his last 16 games in the NFL, 1,300 yards, 77 receptions, and six touchdowns. Like, this is a guy that I think you could, got, could have gotten pretty cheap this offseason. Debo Samuel, whenever he plays, he's a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, and I still think he's a little bit undervalued now. So this might not be the time to trade for him after basically a 200-yard game, but uh, a, a good, good start for Debo Samuel. Uh, let's finish up winners with um, the entire Rams offense, Kate, because me and the Rams look good with Matt Stafford. It just feels like this was meant to be Matt Stafford with Sean McVay. Uh, talk to us about the Rams offense and who stands to gain the most value uh, with Stafford as the passer there. It's got to be Cooper Cup. Holy smokes. These two have a connection, not to mention just Cooper Cup looks fabulous, especially after the catch uh, looks just so fantastic. But Cooper Cup led the team in targets, came down with seven for 108 and a and a score. Um, you gotta you gotta love that. Uh, but I mean, Cooper Cup, we forget he had a wide receiver performance just uh, a couple of seasons ago, and we we completely dismissed him going into this year. But uh, he definitely looks to have a very solid connection with Matthew Stafford. Um, I, I think we we should be really, really keening in on that because Robert Woods, uh, it, he felt pretty left out of the conversation. Uh, four targets, 27 yards and a touchdown. So he did save your day. But Cooper Cup is the clear wide receiver one for me. Um, how about Tyler Higbee, though? Yeah. Six targets. 68 yards. He had one really nice long bomb. I think it was around 35 yards. Looks looks fantastic. And it it you know he does probably have potential if this offense continues to hum. He I think he does have you know weekly weekly startable uh, potential. And I think he's probably going to be a weekly tight end one. Uh, Darrell Henderson, 87 yards and a touchdown. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. How about Sonny Michelle? Because no, 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 no. One, one carry for two <laughs> no. yards for Sony Michelle. No, and I think that's the biggest takeaway here. So, I mean, there were there were plenty of questions about what kind of role Sony Michelle would have. You saw Daryl Henderson get, you know, not not a necessarily lion's share of work, but did see sixteen rush attempts to Sony Michelle's one. Um, I mean, there were really just no other uh, no other assets worth noting in that run game. Um, had 70 rushing yards, uh, 4.3 yards per carry. Not fantastic, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we saw as the game went on, he started to wear on the defense a little bit, looked a little bit more explosive as the game went on. If you if you just watched the first quarter, you're probably out on Daryl Henderson, but no, keep he watching, good. keep watching. And I think you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised. Came down with a touchdown. Um, I, I think that Daryl Henderson is going to be the guy, but I mean, I want the running back that is going to be, uh, you know, on the offense scoring 34 <laughs> points per game and is yeah. going to be hanging out around the goal line. Like it is a dumpster behind a school. Yeah. So really, really good day. Wow. No appreciation type. for that little. No, nah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good day for the Rams offense. Tough, tough night for Tom, uh, Sony Michelle. 
Uh, but you know it's not tough, Kate? DirectTV.com. <laughs> Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment you love without the hassle. That's Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV on demand uh, favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. That's DirectTV. Com. Also, want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You guys know Built Bar. It's the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate and it's amazing flavors with just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about some losers. And um, we have this little Want Google one. Doc sheet. Yeah, we've got, we've got this little Google Doc sheet where we put up guys that we think uh, whose stock <laughs> is going down. And I just want to put this on the record. I am not saying this first name. This is all you, Kate. Go ahead. You give us our first loser. <laughs> um, this was actually more of a jest. This is me poking, poking the bear, if you will. Uh, I, I just wanted to get your reaction more okay. so than anything Sure. On this first guy, let's talk about Kyle Pitts, who uh, we we all had pegged for a impeccable performance. But obviously the the Falcons offense just flippity flopped, flippity yep. flopped. It was not pretty, but did see eight targets uh, brought down four of those 31 yards. Not not anything overly impressive, but. Any reaction to Kyle Pitts uh, or any reaction to the Falcons offense in general being blah? Because Matt Ryan looks uh, not great. Wash. Yeah. Or is it are the Eagles defense a little better, a little bit better than we're giving them credit for? No, I think the Eagles defense is fine. It's fine. It's just Uh, the Falcons. It's just the Falcons. Uh, Matt Ryan, we saw some signs of this last year where, man, he does not look good early on in the season. The offensive line is not very good. Um, but I was encouraged by Pitts' usage. We saw eight targets from him. Not the most efficient day, but that'll come. I do want to put this on people's radar, though. The next three games for the Falcons are at Tampa Bay, at the Giants, who I still think have a good defense, and then home against Washington. Those are three really tough matchups where the Falcons' offense might just look awful. If you are interested in Kyle Pitt or you were, you, you wanted to get him at some point in the offseason and you weren't able to get him, Trading for him after this week four window, after they play these three defenses, might be the way to do it because I don't think he's going to put up some big numbers. I don't know if the touchdowns are going to be there. The end of the season schedule gets much, much easier. They have games against the Jets, the Panthers, the Saints, the Cowboys. Like He's going to have some big games. Jacksonville, that's the time to trade for him. But no, I'm not concerned about him yet. And actually, I'm a little bit encouraged because of how much work he did get. Love it. All right, let's move on. Um I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Zach Moss, Kate. Uh, you know, we know <laughs> that you're we're, <laughs> listen, you threw the Kyle Pitts one at me. That's fair. Uh, no, I got to I got to give you back. Talk Zach Moss, back, yep. a healthy scratch against Pittsburgh. Ooh. I will say, I think it was pretty clear what Buffalo's intent was in this game, right? They were not going to try to run the ball up the middle against Pittsburgh because it doesn't make sense to. So this was not the best game for Zach Moss. Anyway, to be fair, however, I don't think it really made all that sense to target them through the air either. I think, yeah. uh, I, I think what the one takeaway is uh, of this game is that Pittsburgh's defense is, uh, it, it seems to be back because 
Josh Allen and company, they nobody really looked overly comfortable in this game. All right. You're, the yins is coming out in you. I, I hear it. Sorry, <laughs> you're, you're right, though. You're right. Uh, Pittsburgh defense did look very, very good. Um, are you concerned about Zach Moss long term? Oh, absolutely. OK. Um, very like as somebody who loves Zach Moss, the player, super, super concerned. Um, this is something that like if you're if you're paying attention to like his social media looks really distracted um like follow him on instagram and you'll see uh football does not seem to be what's what's on his mind right now no um and that that has been my concern uh not something that i i was you know I, i was hoping wasn't actually going to be an issue but it's something that was definitely notable heading into the season because uh, you know, 99% of athletes, you're seeing everybody uh, post their workout videos and <laughs> all that jazz, but not not Zach Moss. He is um, going out for drinks. He's like he he just does not look focused whatsoever. So um, when you not pair that, that's that, the most important thing. But you pair that with I think that's what you're getting to, right? You pair yeah, that with you, the bad. You fit pair maybe. that with the fact that there's there is a guy vying for your job who looks very good. Um, sure. You need. He just he doesn't look focused enough for for what I think he needs to be. Um, you know, if if he's on a dynasty league, sure, I'll stash him. He's not somebody that I'm I'm even looking to go out and, and acquire right now just because it doesn't seem to be. Um, rest in peace. It just doesn't doesn't seem to be vibing. And maybe it'll be a team that, you know, it, it doesn't work out for Buffalo. I would would not be shocked if he catches on somewhere else. And it's just a better fit because Buffalo doesn't be they're not they don't appear all that interested in running the ball it, oh. out the middle out to the outside. So it might not just be the right fit in Buffalo for Zach Moss. Uh, a couple other guys that we'll just kind of touch on quickly before we head out. Trey Sermon, a healthy scratch, Kate. Uh, Kyle Shanahan that said was after surprising. the game, very surprising. He said that Elijah Mitchell and uh, uh, Jaquan Hasty, uh, J- sorry, Jamichael Hasty, just beat him out in camp. That is very, very surprising. Yeah, and this was a guy that Kyle Shanahan like uh, staked his uh, staked his being on. I mean, Trey Sermon. I, I think we've already gone. We've already seen it's going to be a matter of time before he sees the field. I don't think necessarily that uh, he's going to look bad once he's on the field. Right. I'd be fine sending some offers for Trey Sermon just because I, everybody that runs the ball for this team in this Kyle Shanahan offense succeeds. I think it's just a matter of who's succeeding the most compared yep. to one another. Um, I'm I'm absolutely sending offers for Trey Sermon. He can be a really powerful runner. Um, he's capable as a receiver. I just think it, when you're looking at the offensive scheme, there's no way that he's going to come in there and flop. Uh, even though we, we don't necessarily know, uh, what's, what's to come, but I mean, week one, Raheem Mostert comes out already injured. Uh, it's only a matter of time before Trey Sermon's used the field. I would agree with that. Well, I'm sure Matt and Ryan will talk about Elijah Mitchell, whether you should be picking him up if he's on your waiver wire, whether you should be starting him. But it's obviously discouraging for Raheem or excuse me, for Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon. Uh, a couple other guys, just veteran guys I want to run through really quickly. Aaron Jones, five carries for nine yards. Uh, A.J. Dillon, four carries for 19 yards. Jones only had uh, two receptions for 13 yards in the passing game. 
is it just a weird day for Green Bay getting blown out by 35 to the Saints? Or do you think we're going to see this kind of natural split between A.J. Dillon, Kylan Hill and Aaron Jones? This was a bad day, like a yeah. bad, bad day. Now, I, I do want to note the matchup. Uh, last season, the New Orleans Saints uh, dead last in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. Um, they were they were stifling, stifling uh, when it comes to stopping the run. So I do think this was a bit uh, a, a bit of a showing in regards to the defense. So kudos to the Saints. But um, I mean, we definitely saw it. You know, there there came a point in the game where just everybody left. We saw Jordan Love. We saw everybody make an appearance. Um, I, I feel like we just kind of knew this was a lost cause. I'm not expecting this to be an every week situation. Um, but I do think we need to be concerned about just it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is overly concerned about uh, or overly interested in playing for this team. Is this his way out? Uh, is this his way to get traded sooner He'll rather be fine. than later? He'll be fine. I'm not worried. About it. it was just a really bad game, and he didn't play much. And I don't think he played at all in the preseason. I think he'll be fine. Uh, one guy that we can kind of always just keep in the loser list, and we're probably going to do it all season long, <laughs> and it's not his fault at all, and it's, it's really not fair. But poor Allen Robinson, man. Uh, it's so frustrating. Yesterday uh, for the Bears, he had six receptions for 35 yards. He did have 11 targets. But Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton, Kate. It's just so frustrating to see. Dalton's going to Dalton. Dalton's going to Dalton. Uh, should we be concerned about Allen Robinson? Because Matt Nagy seems convinced that Andy Dalton is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> oh, my God. It just it, honestly, this speaks more poorly on Matt Nagy than oh, literally yeah. anything else. I cannot believe I mean, you saw they were they were clearly down. They were losing. Uh, there was no coming back at a certain point in that game. And poor Justin Fields uh, just sitting on the sideline like a lonely, like a lone wolf. Um, <laughs> that would have been the perfect time to get your quarterback some reps. But I'm sorry, there's no way like uh, Andy Dalton doesn't look no. uh, like a starting quarterback. Um, it looks like Andy Dalton, to be honest. But like Andy Dalton used to be a capable starting quarterback. I, you know, obviously it was a tough defensive matchup, but yep. not not really feeling this entire situation. I, as much as Matt Nagy wants to give that voice of confidence to Andy Dalton, I don't think it's going to be sustainable long term. So, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very comfortable buying Allen Robinson. He's clearly the focal point of the offense. Um, but gosh, if you're if you're worried about Allen Robinson, maybe go buy David Montgomery, who looks wow. like Ezekiel Elliott. Did you see what Allen Robinson's agent tweeted after the game? He said only 16 more games, like basically 16 Yikes. more games until I can get Allen Robinson out of Chicago. And hopefully, hopefully with a quarterback who is actually competent. Allen Robinson still only 28 years old. Uh, he it's just bad turned- that. When when the agents that excited for you to leave Andy Dalton when like you've been you've been playing with Blake Bortles <laughs> like and, and Mitch Trubisky and yeah and yeah. Nick Foles and it's pretty clear yeah it's it's rough so 
If you are an Allen Robinson dynasty owner, you're just you're you're just like his agent. You're just waiting 16 more games until freedom. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the show uh, on Locked On Dynasty wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter again at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.